Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. You can find me on X slash Twitter at FFKnowItAll, or you can email the show directly, KnowItAllFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. And thank you again for joining me today. What we're going to do is break down the running backs in order uh, using Fantasy Pro's expert consensus rankings. And what that is, it's a group of experts, all of their rankings pulled together, and what we call in the business ECR, expert consensus rankings. So not anyone's particular. I haven't tweaked mine yet for the season. So I will give you my thoughts, though, and you'll get an insight into what I think where somebody's ranked. And I will tell you if I think they're ranked too high, too low, or whatever the case may be. Normally, what I would have done in the past is go over about 24 running backs because each team in most leagues starts two running backs and, of course, a flex that could be a running back. But there's so much intrigue here and a lot of guys I like deeper in uh, in draft. So I want to go maybe to 30. We'll see where the cutoff is. I'll just hit the ground running here. We'll start in order uh, after a word from our sponsor, which, of course is Bove Design. In this ever-growing world of e-commerce, your business needs a website that's fully functional and that can operate the way you want it to. And that's where the folks at Bove Design come into play. Let Rob and company help you to design a website that will suit your business. Whether it is a fully functional site with all the bells and whistles, or if it's just tweaking here and there, perhaps it's a banner ad you need or a logo like the one I use for the show here. Bove Design has got you covered. Make sure you check them out on Instagram at bove.design. That's B-O-V-E dot design. Your business will be happy that you did. All right, so we'll start here at the top, and these names obviously are going to be uh, come as no surprise to most people, and we may spend a little time on some of these guys, but I will name them all at least. So at number one in the ECR, and you can't really argue with it, Christian McCaffrey, this guy when he's on the field and healthy, he is dynamite. He catches passes, he scores touchdowns, he's on a good offense there in San Francisco, and yeah, there's not much more to say there. He is the number one guy, and certainly he's the first running back I would take in pretty much every draft. Number two, Austin Eckler. I seem to be down on Eckler every year, and he makes me pay for it. So it, it just seems that way. I've been right about a lot of stuff in my career, but Austin Eckler always, always, always makes me pay for having him too low. I wouldn't put him at two. I would have at least two more guys ahead of him here. And I'll, I'll, when I get to them, I'll explain who they are. But um, still, Eckler's top five for sure. And I would feel more comfortable taking him in the late first round. His ECR is, even though he's the second running back coming off the board, he's in the top four or five picks in almost every mock I've done. I don't think I could do that. I would much rather take a receiver early on than, or, or Christian McCaffrey for sure. But before I start getting to running backs, probably seven or eight or beyond down toward the end of the first round, toward the turn, then I would consider it. 
He'll probably make me pay for it again this year, too. If you're considering Austin Eckler, I can't blame you. I certainly wouldn't give you any grief for doing so. My personal preference, though, is that he's maybe running back five. When I get my rankings done, he could be as high as three. But I do. Uh, I feel by looking at some of the guys on this board that he's going to be more like uh, running back four or five in my rankings. Number three, Saquon Barkley. And what's not to like there? He's a three-down back, extremely talented, had a comeback year last year, looked great. Um, if you remember, he was one of my uh, comeback players of the year, so I definitely liked him, and I like him again this year. Giant offense is going to be improved. The They're going to want to put up more points, and if Daniel Jones can get cooking through the air, that will lead to more opportunities for Barkley. Barkley here at number three. Definitely, and, and his ADP is uh, roughly around the end of the first round. I'm taking a quick look here. They have ADP here at 8, and that sounds about right. So uh, the end of the first round, I would take him uh, in, in this next group of running backs without any question. Number 4 is Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is a polarizing player in his own right. As the backup to Ezekiel Elliott the past few seasons, we've seen what he could do if given the the reins as a three down back in Zeke's absence he's been nothing less than explosive he's gotten he's caught passes he's ripped off long runs he has dominated that backfield he doesn't have any competition there and i don't think they're going to put anybody else in there to fill the role like he did when Zeke was there so I feel that Pollard is, he's one of the guys I, I would rather have than Eckler. Not because I think that Eckler is worse or Pollard's better. What I think is Tony Pollard is the next Austin Eckler. He's younger. He's got uh, more tread on the tires, so to speak. Eckler, one of these days, is going to have these injuries or he's going to fall off a little bit. He's 28 years old. I like Pollard a little bit better here. I would move him ahead of Eckler in the rankings, but... Again, and his ECR is even lower than Barkley's. He's going at 15, so that's in the middle of the second round. God, please, let him go tomorrow in the middle of the second round. I have my League of Goons draft, which uh, is tomorrow night in uh, in Connecticut, and I have the number five pick in that draft, and I'm, I'm eyeballing a few players, whether it's Travis Kelsey or uh, perhaps uh, Tyreek Hill or Cooper Cup. Those are the three guys, because I have it on good authority that they'll be there at five. Those are the three I'm trying to decide between. And obviously, none of them are running back. So I'm looking at guys like Pollard, Nick Chubb, who I'll get to in a minute, as guys that I might uh, take in the second round. But before I digress too much, Tony Pollard, great value going in the second round. This next guy, I don't like where he's going at all, and he is dropping a little bit, and I'm, I'm glad to see that because I don't want people to take him too early. I understand there's hype, and remember I said one of the seven deadly sins of drafting is don't get swept up in this hype train. Well, the hype train for Bijan Robinson has been nothing but unbelievable, and rightfully so. Great athlete, but he's going as, as ADP is, is number seven. Now, take a look at that and, and think about what I just said. His ADP is number seven overall, yet the experts are ranking Tony Pollard higher than B. John Robinson. What does that tell you? That tells you that people, the, the mass people who draft, and there are a lot of them, 
the fantasy football community is one of the largest communities of sports around, especially fantasy sports. And they're fanatical about it. Let's face it. I was before I got into this. I did it for years and years and years. But you can't get swept up in this. His uh, his ECR is 10 versus his ADP, which is 7. That's three whole spots. So, And that is the end of the first round. Much more comfortable at the end of the first round with Bijan. Don't like him at 7. I would prefer to take him in the second round. He won't stay. He won't be there. Somebody in, in the League of Goons will take him. And honestly, they can have him. If I had to guess... I'm going to guess that it's either going to be uh, Mark Miller or uh, maybe Robert Bove. Now, those are the two guys I'm going to guess takes B. John Robinson. Mike Young might do it too. But in any event, Nick Chubb is the next guy. And I will tell you right now, you guys know I am the founding member, or if I if somebody got there before me, I am on the board of directors of the Chubb Club. That guy is my number one running back. He's the best running back in football from a pure talent standpoint. You're not going to talk me out of it, and I won't go on a tirade about it. However, he's not been given the opportunity as a three-down back. I think he does get that this year. I don't like him being ranked after Bijan or even Saquon for that matter. I think he's better than both of those. And I understand Eckler. I, I, I thought Eckler was uh, after Pollard. Eckler and Chubb, it, Eckler catches a lot of passes, and in a PPR format, I might rank him above Chubb, but in half point or uh, regular standard, if you're still unfortunate enough to play that where you don't get any points for receptions, Nick Chubb would be number one or two. It's probably two to McCaffrey, if I'm being honest, in, in rankings. So Nick Chubb, I love him. He's got 2,000-yard potential. If he catches some passes, he is going to be dominant. And he is coming in here at uh, at number six, and his ECR, we'll take a quick look at that, which is, uh, again, expert consensus ranking, is uh, number five. See, the, the experts love him at number five, but his ADP is at 10. So, but any event, uh, I don't think I'll take him at five. I don't want a running back at the five spot, although, oh, God, I really kind of, I don't want to talk myself into that now. We have a show to do, but uh, I might consider Chubb at five. Um, okay, Derrick Henry is number seven after Chubb. Henry's in the same predicament as Chubb, only nobody shares his backfield with him, or nobody did last year. Nick Chubb had Kareem Hunt stealing his pass catching. Derrick Henry doesn't really have anybody stealing his pass catching. He just didn't catch passes. Last year he did. Last year he caught 33 of them. Now, however many of those could be attributed to Malik Willis and his inability to move the football, I don't know. But Derrick Henry, if he catches 30 passes again, he has 2,000-yard rushing potential in his uh, repertoire. He could be number one overall. He's getting older now, and the way he runs, he hasn't been hurt all that often. The wear and tear is going to get to him eventually, and that's something you have to worry about as the Derrick Henry owner. And honestly, when I look to take him, he he gets around to me a lot. If I have in mock drafts taken Hill or Kelsey or whoever, I'm not excited about Derrick Henry. He's solid. He's great. He's a good anchor, and he's he is a running back one. But for me, in a PPR format, there are guys I'd rather have. If I was sure about what was going on with the guy after him, I would have him before I would take Derrick Henry, and that's Josh Jacobs. Now, if you've been watching or listening, Jacobs is in a situation where uh, he doesn't want to report to uh, Las Vegas. He, he's the, the thought is he's going to play, 
And I know that Miami inquired about uh, getting traded uh, there, but uh, Vegas doesn't want to trade him. Vegas is going to play him if he plays. So the holdout is really what we're worried about here. If Josh Jacobs holds out, he doesn't play. He's not going to be worth anything in your draft. But if he plays, if you knew he was playing, I think you can draft him ahead of Derrick Henry and maybe even ahead of Bijan Robinson, but maybe not. It really depends. So uh, when my rankings come out, I got to see where I put them. But I'm staying away from Jacobs and I'm staying away from the next guy for now too. Interesting though that he's pushing for a trade and I'm speaking about Jonathan Taylor, of course. He is pushing for a trade to Miami. He's trying hard to get that done, but... I think that Indianapolis is asking too much. Miami's not going to pay that. They didn't want to pay for Cook. They're sure as heck not going to want to give up the the fort to get Taylor. But if he goes to the Dolphins, look out. His competition is really a couple of second-string backs in uh, Raheem Mostert, who I like, but he's injury-prone, and Jeff Wilson Jr., who is not really a starter in most on most teams. Jonathan Taylor is way more talented than both of them. He would automatically slot in as the number one guy in that two-a-run offense, which would be one of the most high-powered. They, they would rival the Chiefs in power. Obviously, I'm not comparing Tua to Mahomes, but those two wide receivers are unbelievable. And if you add Jonathan Taylor to the mix, they would definitely compete on an offensive level with the best in the NFL. This next guy is somebody I've gone back and forth, back and forth on. And I'm going to have to say that I don't like where he's ranked, but I do like the player. It's Ramondre Stevenson, New England. I don't like him being here at 10 because there's that specter of Ezekiel Elliott in his backfield. I just get the feeling that they're going to put Zeke in there at the goal line. And if they do that, then it takes away a lot of Stevenson's value. Now, Stevenson will be great in the passing game. He was last year, and Zeke doesn't really catch passes. So he'll be great uh, for a, uh, especially in a PPR format team. But I don't like him going here above the likes of Joe Mixon and even Aaron Jones, for example. And I'll get to those guys in a minute because Jones is a prime example of somebody you can compare him to. I do like Stevenson. I just don't like him here. I would take him in the third or fourth round. Let's see where he's going um, as far as ADP goes. Fourth round, I'd say. He's going in the early to mid-third, and his ECR is exactly the same as his ADP. So I guess he's he's going a little bit earlier than I would want to take him. Fourth round or, or later for Stevenson for me. I would much rather have Joe Mixon, who is number 11, I think this year is going to be huge for Mixon. Samaje P. Ryan is no longer there. I understand that Captain America himself, Chris Evans, is in the backfield, and they say they're going to want to give him passes. Joe Mixon is so much better. And honestly, why wouldn't you just ride Mixon? for? He's still on his rookie deal. He's not making a lot of money. He Ride him. Use him. He As a three-down back, he's one of the better ones, more consistent ones in the game. And... I would rather have him than Ramondre, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, and honestly, he catches more passes than Derrick Henry. So give me Mixon over those guys, and um, yeah, and we'll call it a day from there. Now, Joe Mixon is currently going towards the end, at least, of the third round, um, almost at the top of the fourth round. I like him there. Uh, I would take him in the, in the mid-third round. His ECR is 28, so that says a lot right there. That's actually early third round in a 12-team league. 
experts like him more than the uh, consensus uh, players do, and that's fine. I'm going to stay away from this next guy at 12, and that's Najee Harris. I watch the Steelers. I'm a Steeler fan. I Najee, is, he's a great talent. He can bulldoze you, but he doesn't have breakaway speed, and he doesn't. he's not prolific in any aspect of his game. He's kind of like Derrick Henry Light. Now you have a guy in there, Jalen Warren, who looks fantastic. He is spry. He is explosive, and he will be, at minimum, eating into the workload of Harris. And I, I just don't think that he's going to be the guy that uh, people thought he was a couple of seasons back when he had all those catches and all of those. Uh, the you know, He had a decent amount of touchdowns as well. So, no, I don't like him here at all. I'd rather have Aaron Jones, who's at number 13. Aaron Jones, as I mentioned, is in a similar situation to Stevenson. He is not going to be the goal line back in most cases, although one could argue that he's as good or better than A.J. Dillon. I'm not an A.J. Dillon fan, but Dillon will steal some things from him. But Aaron Jones catches enough passes, and, and Ramondre might too. So I guess they're, they're part and parcel. I just like Aaron Jones' talent, and he's done it for longer. But I guess Ramondre can go in that same uh, case. And, and, and the next guy too, when I get to him. But Aaron Jones is somebody that... I don't mind taking as a running back two if I had taken a Mixon or if I had taken somebody early like a McCaffrey. They pair very well together. You don't need to expect him to blow up every single week, but the pass catching alone in a PPR league gives you the chance of 10 to 15 points every given week as long as he stays on the field. And if A.J. Dillon gets hurt and Jones is the only guy there, then he could be a league winner. Travis Etienne comes in at number 14. ETN is somebody who was super explosive last year when he had the backfield to himself. We need to keep in mind that did not happen until the middle of the year, and it didn't happen until the the Jacksonville Jaguars parted ways with James Robinson. Once Robinson went to the Jets, he had the backfield all to himself, ETN, and he did what he needed to do with it. Now they they draft they they drafted a running back, so uh, they they do have. Tank Bigsby in the mix now, and Tank has looked pretty good in the preseason. So um, you're going to have to look at that. If, if you're taking ETN, if you're going zero RB and ETN's your number one guy, you need to pair him with somebody else that has the potential to be explosive as well. There are some options uh, available later on we'll talk about. The next guy is Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is another guy that I, I thought people were high, way, way, way too high on. Now, his ECR is at 40, which is in the middle of the fourth round. His ADP is toward the end of the third round. What makes anybody think that Detroit is going to do anything different than what they've done for every year since we can all remember? They did the same thing with DeAndre Swift, who came in with the same pedigree. Swift came in, but he split time with other people that were there. Last year, just look at what happened with Jamal Williams. This year, it's going to be uh, it's going to be David Montgomery. Montgomery is a good runner, and he's a plow at the goal line. Jameer Gibbs, going this early in drafts, I just don't see it, and I'm not going to be the one to do it. Take him if you want, but make sure you take him with somebody else that's going to be a, a, a workhorse for you. Nick Chubb. Or if Jonathan Taylor suddenly comes out at camp and signs or whatever, then you can pair them together. Or Derrick Henry. He's a good complement to the Derrick Henry team if you have solid wide receivers around. Jameer Gibbs is right for you in the perfect environment, but he can't be your anchor. 
So make sure that you're not listening to all this fluff about Gibbs working well with this or doing with that or what the coaching staff wants to do. Detroit will do what Detroit does. Next up is Brees Hall at 16. I am super hesitant here. He is coming off of a uh, an injury last year. And, of course, it was a torn ACL, in case anybody uh, didn't remember that. He It happened in October, so he's probably going to be fine. But you, you need to watch out because they, the Jets did bring in Dalvin Cook, and they might have a, a similar Packer-type situation with Aaron Jones and um, – and A.J. Dillon with Brees Hall and and uh, Dalvin Cook. I don't like where he's going here. I mean, of course, down here it's a crapshoot. He's uh, ECR is 43, and he's going at pick number 43 overall. But there are guys, and we'll get to them, and I'll outline who they are when we get there, who I would like better than him. Kenneth Walker to the third, number 17. He's another guy that... Did very well last year when he had the backfield to himself. However, that may not be the case this year. We don't know yet what they're going to do in Seattle. If you want to take a stab at Walker here, great. He's another guy that's had injury issues. But at, at this stage of the game, I'm not going to do it. There are guys after here. Uh, the, the next guy I'm not going to take either. But Kenneth Walker the second, I like him. I just don't like where he's going. There are other guys that are going later that I absolutely love. Miles Sanders. He's questionable already. He's made of glass. He's hurt all the time. And he's another guy that I've poo-pooed for his entire career. I was actually high on him going to Carolina. I liked him last year, if you remember. He was one of the guys that I gave you the stats, and I told you that if this guy got any touchdowns over the course of last year, he would have been very good. He would have ranked inside the top 10. That was Miles Sanders. So I did like him, but now I don't. He's already hurt. Carolina's going to be... They're not going to be a good team. I live in, in Charlotte, and yeah, they, they the Charlotte fans and Daniel and, and all of you, Donnie, I love all of you, but you guys delude yourselves every single year. Gee, that applies to you too. I'm not deluding myself on the Steelers. They're their third best team in their division on a good day. But listen, I get it. You want hope. Uh, Miles Sanders isn't your hope. Put Chuba Hubbard in there and see what you got with him and then draft or bring another guy in. Miles Sanders complete bust. Damian Pierce is next here at 19, and Pierce is a guy that I like better than Hall, Walker, Sanders, Gibbs. ETN I might draw the line on because ETN will catch passes. I got to see what's going on with Singletary, Devin Singletary also in that Houston offense, but Pierce is a good runner. I like him a lot. I like what I've seen on film as a, a number two running back. I absolutely love it. Now at number 20, is one of my flagpole players. The, this is a guy that I would put a stamp on and tell you that I would take him as a number one running back. If I decide to go Travis Kelsey and load up at wide receiver, this is a guy that I'm eyeballing as my anchor to my offense. Some believe in him, some don't. I get it, but I've always been a fan, and that's Alexander Madison. He's going, his ADP is 55 overall. For those of you who don't realize, that is in the fifth round. And if you can wait till the fifth round to get your first running back, start out with Kelsey. Then you flip around and get maybe uh, Jalen Waddle, maybe uh, T. Higgins, Chris Olave, maybe those or Chris Godwin, who, whatever you're, you're doing there. And then in, in the fifth, you get your Alexander Madison to anchor that offense. He's going to be the three down back on a team that's 
looking to go to the Super Bowl. Their offense is, is really good. They've gotten uh, they've bulked up at wide receiver, so they're going to be opening things up a little bit. So, yeah, I, I like it a lot. With, with Jordan Addison being added to that team, now you have Addison along with Jefferson. TJ Hawkinson, if his back is, is not a, a hurt, now there's a report that he's hurt, but whatever. Kirk Cousins is going to want to spread the ball out. Madison will get his opportunity. I'm not a believer that he's going to share the backfield with anybody. So all in on Alexander Madison. James Conner is another guy that I don't feel good about drafting. I just never do. He doesn't look great, but he catches passes. And he's the only guy in Arizona. Now, Arizona might be the worst offense in the league until Kyler Murray is right and comes back. They don't have much in the way of, of wide receivers, so there, there could be a lot of dump-offs going to Connor. Connor is somebody I'm going to have to overcome my player bias and take if I need a second running back. I, I just, yeah, I, it's just something with me. I'd rather have him than the next guy for sure, and I'd rather have Connor over Miles Sanders, Walker, and Brees Hall. Not Jameer Gibbs, though. I draw the line at Gibbs. I like Gibbs um, as far as talent goes and, and over Connor. Now, this next guy I've gone back and forth on, and I just can't buy it. He's not. He's never done it for more than a handful of games. I think six games in his career that this guy has finished in, what, two or three years that he's been in the league, and that's J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I know. I hear everything everybody else hears about how this uh, Baltimore offense is going to be so much more improved with the addition they made at offensive coordinator. (laughs) I'll believe that when I see it. You guys know my opinion on Lamar Jackson. The guy can't throw. I I know. I know. You guys can come at me if you want on Twitter at FFKnowItAll. I will defend it until I die. He throws lame ducks. That's not the point. He's a good quarterback for fantasy because he throws enough and runs in enough touchdowns and gets a lot of yards. But we're not here to talk about Lamar Jackson. We're here to talk about Dobbins. He's always broken. He's always injured. He never plays. I don't want any part of it. Goodbye. So long. See ya. On to the next guy, Rashad White. I like Rashad White for only one reason. He's the main guy in Tampa Bay. I think Tampa's going to be better than people give him credit for. Mayfield stinks. Let's We'll throw that out there. We know that. But they have two, not one, but two prolific all-star wide receivers. They have a running back who last year showed he could handle the three-down workload. Baker does like to dump off his passes, as you saw last year with McCaffrey in the few handful of games they played together. So... Yeah, I definitely like Rashad White if you wait at running back. And uh, again, not like um, he's somebody that I don't want as my first running back, but I would definitely take as my second. Right after him is somebody that I like a little more than him, and that's Cam Akers. I'm all in on Akers this year. I know there's a lot of reasons not to be. He's the only running back on a team that's getting Cooper Cup back and getting Matthew Stafford back. I realize there's been a lot of changes, but their defense is bad. They're going to have to score. They're going to have to, you know, do something offensively. And Cam Akers showed last year what he's capable of doing. His numbers were good. And I think the volume alone will make him worth it. If you really want to build up a roster with no running back, go pure no running back till the late rounds, try getting Cam Akers as your number one guy. It's not optimal. It's going to look bad, but... You know he's going on and basically in the sixth round and in a lot of drafts, so he it, it it might just be worth it for you if you're trying to go you know zero RB, no hero RB or not even trying to take a dart throw or anything like that. All right, so we are on now to number twenty five, James Cook. 
if what I hear about James Cook is true and he's going to be the number one guy and get all of this love up there in Buffalo, I'm all in on him. I like the talent. I like the, the, the fact that he plays on that offense, and I really do think he's going to get a lot of goal line touches. The Buffalo Bills have said they want Josh Allen to run less. If they incorporate this and he does run less, then James Cook is absolutely going to be a star. But we don't know what Buffalo is going to do. They don't have a track record under Sean McDermott of doing that. So we're going to have to play that by ear. But where he's going, you're not taking any chances, right? So get him as a second running back. He's going to have his looks. He's going to catch passes. He's going to be the main guy. I don't think Damian Harris is going to do anything to upset that. So, yeah. James Cook is is certainly somebody that we can look at as a second running back. The guy that's going uh, that's ranked just after him is somebody that I'm surprised he's still going so low. I I I realize I mean, all right, we'll just get right into it. It's Alvin Kamara. Yeah, he's suspended for three games, but he's going. Uh, his even the experts are ranking him at 75. I'm not saying take him sooner than that, but if you get this guy in the seventh or eighth round of your draft, you can really do some damage when he comes back if he's right and if things in in New Orleans go the way that they should go. Now, granted, there are other guys in town down there, but they're not great. He's still the younger, most talented guy there. So I I really do think that you're going to do well if you can reach for him. I don't mean reach for him. Grab him. You know, at the say six seven turn and pair him with a running back later. You take a David Montgomery later, and we'll we'll talk about him in a minute too. Take one of those guys to fill in for a little while, and then see what you got when Kamara comes back. That could be league winning potential if you do this right. So just food for thought there. I don't know if I'm going to take him in any drafts. It depends where he falls to, but it certainly isn't something that I would discount doing. All right, on to number 27, Javante Williams, another guy that I absolutely love, but you got to be leery of him coming back from um, an injury last year. He tore his ACL, his ICL, and his PCL, but it was in week four, so it was early. And they did add Samaje Pirine to the backfield, so Pirine could perhaps maybe catch passes since he's been there, he shared the – he hasn't been the bell cow back, quote-unquote. But if you're getting him at, uh, you know, somewhere in the seventh round, he's worth taking a, a shot on. He's looked good so far in in uh, what limited preseason uh, that we've seen, and he's saying all the right things. He wants the ball. He wants the ball. But, you know, coach's decision in the end. I love Javante Williams. Don't mind taking him here. He's going where, you know, I think he should go. I might take a stab at him. David Montgomery, I mentioned him a few minutes ago. He's basically going to be Jamal Williams of 2023. He's going to be the uh, goal lineback probably in Detroit. He's going to steal. He's going to make you wish you hadn't taken Jameer Gibbs as early as you did. Mark my words. Montgomery is is fine. I don't want to take him even there, but um, if you... Take Alvin Kamara, for example, and you got to wait the three games. Montgomery's a fine guy to slide in there. Might get you a couple of touchdowns early, and who knows. Um, DeAndre Swift is next at 29, and we're going to we're gonna go three or four more. I want to end with Antonio Gibson at 32 because I think I have some thoughts on him. But uh, David Montgomery, I mentioned, was okay. DeAndre Swift, I just don't 
think the Eagles are going to use a one-back system. They, they, even if they get rid of Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift could get hurt. Now, I like him a lot more if Penny goes, but I think I like Kenneth Gainwell in this offense more than anybody else, and that's a, a, a sleeper pick. You can get way, way, way late. But Swift is somebody that I'm off of, I'm worried about, and I don't think I would take him even here at number 29. Dalvin Cook at 30. I'm staying away from Cook. Number one, he's lost a few steps the past couple of years. Nobody knows how the Jets are going to use him in that backfield. And he's got a lingering shoulder issue, some stuff off the field going on. Yeah, I'll pass. He's The, the upside is capped with Cook. So unless you really need a floor play, and even at that, the floor could be pretty darn low. Isaiah Pacheco at 31 is interesting because he is the de facto number one back in Kansas City. But Jarek McKinnon and what McKinnon did at the end of last season, being on the field for goal line situations and on third downs, leads you to believe that Isaiah Pacheco is not going to do anything as far as scoring goes. I'm not buying that. McKinnon is who he is. He's not dynamic by any stretch. He's getting older. I think that Pacheco, being only in the in the league a couple of years now, I think he takes a step up, and I think they use him a little bit more. I don't. I'm not saying take him early, but let's look at his ADP. His ADP is crazy late, 74 overall. That is in the sixth round. Take him. Take him as your your second. Again, it's another no uh, zero running back situation. Pacheco's fine as a number two running back. Just make sure your number one is is somebody decent, like a Madison or an Acres or even Rashad White, somebody who's going to get the bulk of the the work. Now, I did want to talk about Antonio Gibson to wrap things up, and I might talk about 33 Khalil Herbert now that I see him there because I have thoughts on him too. Gibson, I think, is better than Brian Robinson, who's at 35, only in that he catches passes better. J.D. McKissick is gone. Sam uh, Howell is in there, and I, I like the way that they took their they moved a step in the right direction in Washington and I like Gibson from the standpoint that he's going to catch passes so for PPR he's a fine desperation late 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 I waited and loaded everything up running back two or a good bench guy that can just come in there for the bye weeks and that's really where I think that's why I wanted to talk about him and Khalil Herbert for that matter these two guys, and Herbert's going to be the number one in Chicago, at least for the time being, and Justin Fields will take some uh, work away from him, but these two guys, Gibson and Herbert, are both great to put on your bench. Their buys aren't until 13 and 14, respectively, so you'll have them available for the beginning of the year, just in case of an injury, an unforeseen thing, or if you have an early uh, running back with an early buy, whatever the case may be, these guys are great to put in there in a pinch if you need uh, a backup. Rounding, I'll just round up to 40. We won't talk about them. I'll just tell you who they are. A.J. Dillon at 34. Brian Robinson Jr., 35. P. Ryan, I mentioned him earlier, 36. Zach Charbonnet at uh, for Seattle, 37. He's an interesting guy. McKinnon, as I mentioned earlier, 38. Jamal Williams, who's now in New Orleans, at 39 and 40 is the aforementioned Rashad Penny, who I believe will either be cut or hurt early in the year. I'm not a believer in Penny. I used to be. I'm not any longer. So that'll wrap it up here for the running backs, and that's pretty much how I view them in regards to how you should draft them, if you wait what to do, who you should take in the first round, and so on and so forth. 
I will have my rankings complete at some point, uh, hopefully over this weekend, heading into next weekend, but certainly after next weekend, I'll have my season rankings available. So again, thank you all for taking the time to tune into the show. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. To all of you, have a great uh, weekend. Uh, I will be putting out a wide receiver uh, episode today as well or possibly recording tonight and uh, releasing it tomorrow then I'll do tight ends and quarterbacks so early next week heading into the biggest draft week and weekend of the year you should have all the position previews and then we'll get into some other fun stuff as well but I just want to thank you all for listening and Kevin Chris and Temi of course for the bumper music Matt Bacon for the color scheme and concept Bove Design for the awesome logo and all of you for making this show work the way that it does. So thank you so much. You guys keep doing everything you need to do for total domination, and I will see you guys later.